At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Knee injury is one of the most common reasons people visit their doctors. There are millions of patient visits every year because of common knee injuries such as fractures, dislocations, sprains, and ligament tears. My guest today is Dr. Kyle Ritter. He's an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine physician at Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ritter. What are some of the most common things you see when people come in and complain of knee pain? What usually do you see is wrong with them? Sure. And thank you, Melanie, for having me on the show. The most common uh, knee injury that we typically see uh, involves overuse type injuries. Um, and those are typically related to uh, activities, either people that have been involved in uh, for several weeks, several months, such as training for marathons, uh, new exercise routines. Uh, but we also see acute injuries as well uh, from so- some of those similar type activities, although sports, very common, uh, mowing the lawn, um, which potentially would cause you to uh, have a twist, uh, have a direct type of uh, injury uh, to that knee. And so usually trying to differentiate between having a overuse type injury uh, or more of a structural problem is the first thing that we're, we're looking for when we see patients in the office. So aside from acute injuries like an ACL tear and a girl soccer player or something mm-hmm. along those lines, do you see more overuse injuries typically? We typically do. Uh, we see uh, you know, tendonitis, bursitis around the knee, um, and we also see uh, arthritis and flare-ups of arthritis, which are very common. One of the most common reasons we see people for knee pain would be those flare-ups. Uh, when you have arthritis and that cartilage is abnormal, uh, you're always at risk to have something go uh, somewhat awry with regards to, uh, you know, how your knee is feeling. Again, sometimes it's activities that you, you look back and, and realize, oh, yeah, I overdid it. Other times it's just doing your normal everyday activities at home can be enough to cause people pain uh, and dysfunction. So, Dr. Ritter, when someone does come to you with knee pain, what's the first line of defense? Do you typically just have them wrap and ice? Do you try anti-inflammatories? What do you do first? Sure. The first thing to determine in the office is is how severe the injury is. And certainly with most overuse type injuries, it certainly lends itself to initial conservative treatment, which a lot of times include anti-inflammatories, which often can be prescription or over-the-counter. Oftentimes we'll offer an injection that can be both for uh, a flare-up as well as some type of a bursitis or tendonitis. Uh, But if there's more of a structural concern, oftentimes it'll involve uh, more imaging, such as an MRI, to look at the details of the knee itself, including the meniscus, the various ligaments, uh, as well as to assess the cartilage within it before we initiate treatment. So there's a lot of weekend warriors. People get out and run in the nice weather, and their knees take so much of that hit. What do you tell them about prevention of knee injuries and maybe even the shoes that they wear that might help to prevent some of these injuries? Sure. Certain activities and and, uh, sports with those weekend warriors obviously have a higher rate of of knee injury. I think the the biggest thing that I encourage patients and try to educate patients on are try to be those patients and those those, uh, weekend warriors that don't just play one day on the weekend. That during the week they do some type of a uh, preventative maintenance uh, exercise routine in order to make, make sure they maintain their strength. Um, sometimes there can be some 
certain types of braces that can help uh, to help uh, minimize that risk of injury as well. Uh, but all in all, it's a matter of knowing your body and, and know going into that, that weekend or into that activity if there are any issues to be concerned with, uh, any issues that you should be uh, a little bit cautious of with regards to what type of activities you're participating in. So let's speak about bracing a little. Do you advocate using a brace when they play tennis or do something like that? Or is that not giving the knee the support that you'd like it to? Yeah. A lot of it really depends on the type of issues that each uh, patient and individual is having. It's very common for us to provide bracing for uh, uh, kneecap issues, uh, which is a very common uh, symptom, oftentimes does not require any type of surgery for treatment uh, and, and will benefit from physical therapy and bracing and anti-inflammatories, as well as some activity modification. Uh, however, there are uh, people that have had previous injuries that maybe have a knee that's a little bit more unstable, such as with a medial collateral ligament uh, injury. Uh, and because of that laxity in the knee, they may be one that benefits from a more rigid uh, brace that will prevent them from having further injury with their activities. So then you mentioned possible cortisone shots. How many is somebody allowed to get? And, and what about like hyaluronic acid or any of those kinds of people hear about these knee injectables all the time now? Sure. And they are very common and they can be very effective. Um, arthritis is probably the number one reason why we do injections. Um, and um, steroid injections work very well for acute flare-ups. They can work well for bursitis and tendonitis as well, but by far, arthritis flare-ups are when we primarily use those. Uh, I educate my patients as far as the frequency and how often you can have those. Is you could potentially have a steroid injection once every three or four months. And those are looking at more of the patients that have arthritis. We know that there's not necessarily a non-surgical cure for that, but they can certainly help them to keep them you know, on the ball field or keep them doing their exercises they want on a week-to-week basis. You can repeat those once every three or four months uh, would be the recommended uh, timing of that, as long as you're noticing uh, improvement uh, with that. Uh, also on that same line, are the, as you mentioned, the hyaluronic acid or visco supplementation. Those are for patients that have mild to moderate arthritis. Uh, they're not ready for surgical treatment. Uh, they continue to have some achy, uh, kind of constant nagging type pain despite uh, anti-inflammatories. Uh, those are given typically once a week for three weeks, although, although there are some single uh, injection formulations that you can use as well. Uh, and while neither of those injections changes the structural dynamics of the knee, they act a lot like an anti-inflammatory that you take by mouth. Uh, and so they're just another uh, weapon, if you will, in the arsenal of, of treating uh, overuse, inflammation, arthritis. So tell us just a little bit about surgical intervention, Dr. Ritter. When is that necessary, and what do you do? Sure. Um, there are several different surgeries that you can do when you're talking about knee injuries. Uh, certainly, if you're looking at uh, on the sports medicine side and acute knee injuries, uh, again, typically diagnosed uh, with the help of an MRI, the most common knee surgery that we do is for a meniscus tear. Um, and typically that is, uh, lends itself well to an arthroscopic surgery, which is minimally invasive. It's usually about a 30-minute surgical time. It's an outpatient surgery where you're able to go home the same day. Uh, I typically recommend some formal therapy after that to uh, uh, improve their overall recovery time and get their motion and their strength back. Uh, and, and so that's kind of the, the baseline surgery that we do with regards to knees. Um, there can be bigger surgeries, certainly. As you mentioned previously, ACL tears are a big surgery in our, or big injury, I should say, in our athletes. Uh, 
uh, and our pivoting sports, uh, those, uh, while a little bit different uh, surgery, a little bit more involved, uh, are also outpatient, minimally invasive, and they do take a little bit longer on the recovery side. Is arthritis inevitable in the knee, Dr. Ritter? It's not. And there are uh, several patients that are uh, into their sixth, seventh, eighth decades of life that have uh, excellent-looking knees, have no signs of arthritis in that. However, we do typically see that in our aging population as people get older. Um, If you've had previous injuries uh, as a a teenager uh, or as a young athlete, those certainly put you at risk for developing arthritis uh, compared to a normal knee. Uh, Genetics plays a big factor. Uh, in that. And that's one of those things that you can't change. So, you know, a lot of my patients with arthritis, they can look to their mom and dad, brothers and sisters, and they also relay a history of of arthritis in the family. So give us your best advice for people in protecting their knees, which is just such a base of our support, and tell them what you really want them to know about keeping healthy, strong knees. Sure. I think the biggest thing to to maintain your knee health and to minimize the risk of injury is to try to maintain a regular uh, routine with regards to exercise. Obviously, maintaining your weight is important uh, as well, and that goes hand-in-hand with that uh, exercise routine. The other important thing is not just to exercise, but it's to exercise uh, properly and to know good exercises for your knee, to know exercises that may uh, potentially cause you some irritation. Uh, and that can be where sometimes people will go wrong is they think that just every exercise is good for their knee, uh, in which case it, it actually causes them some discomfort and doesn't help them in, in their overall activities. I think it's also important to, to realize when something is going off the norm. Uh, you know, We all have aches and pains and soreness, and oftentimes those will get better within a few days. Uh, it's when you have uh, some red flags, such as a lot of swelling or instability or, or locking and, and giving way of the knee, that probably necessitates a further evaluation. And in just the last few minutes, Dr. Ritter, tell us why patients should come to Hendricks Regional Health for their sports medicine care. You bet. Uh, the one thing that's great with Hendricks uh, Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is we've got a great continuity of care, uh, whether it's from a baseline evaluation from a physical therapist um, or from one of our primary care sports medicine doctors on up to our orthopedic surgeons. And we're able to, to care for a, a vast array of uh, ailments. Uh, majority of patients we see don't end up requiring surgery, which is great. But those that do, we're, we're perfectly capable and, and willing and enjoy treating patients all the way from your, your standard uh, meniscus surgery all the way up to uh, <clears throat> ACL tears, uh, knee dislocations. Uh, and so certainly being able to go to one place to obtain uh, therapy, sports medicine, which is non-surgical, and your uh, uh, orthopedic surgery, if needed, uh, Hendricks is, is a great place for that. Thank you so much. What great information. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH. For more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.